Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and as usual, I count it a blessing to be here with all of you on this episode number 203 of our podcast. Hey, BCU family, have you ever thought about what you are saying? Take a closer look at that. Please take this time to go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blend Encourages You is coming to you with seven ways that your words have power. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendencouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. All right, everybody. So I was talking to a very dear friend of mine recently, and we got on the subject of the power of words. And sometimes it's intentional and sometimes not so much. But uh, in any case, uh, we may not always give a lot of thought to the words we say before we say them. And we should because what we communicate can affect and infect those that we come in contact with, whether it's for positive or not so much. So with that BCU family, we also need to keep in mind that God does care how we speak to and about one another. And when we consider that, we really want to pay very close attention to what it is that we're saying. So Rather than just take my word for it, I was led to pull some scriptures together. I have seven of those, and I'd love to go over them with you all so that we can really use the word of God to filter what it is that we are going to say. Let's dig in. So before I get started, BCU family, just to let you know that the verses that we're going to talk about are not in any particular order. As the Lord gave them to me, I am sharing them with all of you. So let's go to a familiar passage of scripture for many of us. We're going to go to the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, verse number 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Now, when you think about this scripture, BCU family, 
there are two modes of communication. There are two ways that we can speak. We're either speaking life or we're speaking death. And and I, I find that it's interesting that Solomon put death first because many times if we start to pay attention, we speak death before we speak life. You know, we'll speak ill of our finances, of our health, of our mental state, you know, oh, I'm so stupid or, or things like that. And we may not think anything of those words, but truly they're not life giving. And because we're going to eat our words, we want to be sure that what we speak is positive and it is life. You know, it may be true that you are not feeling well, or it may be true that your finances aren't where you want them to be. What we can say is, is that, you know, with the help of the Lord, I will get better. I will uh, get my finances in order or whatever it is. So we want to speak life over all situations in the name of Jesus and with his help. All right. Verse number two. And this is going to be, again, book of Proverbs. We're going to go to chapter 10, verse number 19. In the multitude of words, there wanteth not sin, but he that refrains his lips is wise. Now, what this boils down to, BCU family, is that when we talk too much, we usually end up saying the wrong things. And if we are talking, talking, talking... Uh, we start to get a little bit mouthy or we'll get idle in our words. And we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. And that leads to sin. Uh, I had someone that I work with that summed up this verse beautifully. Talk long, talk wrong. So we don't need to be uh, loquacious or very uh, verbose or lengthy in our speech. What we should do is make sure that what we're saying is relevant for the conversation and that we're not taking over or saying things that is not going to be a blessing. A lot of times if we talk too much, we're just we're just not going to be a blessing. So we have to learn when to say and when to stay, meaning to be quiet. All right, let's go to verse number three. We're going to go to the book of Matthew now, uh, chapter number 12. Verses 36 and 37. But I say unto you, and this is Jesus talking, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Now, this makes me sit up in my chair, a BCU family, because when we think about idle words in Greek, I believe it is rhema argos, that is idle words. And they mean, that means words with no profit, meaning that they don't mean anything at all. And anything that we say as people of God, our words, our conversation should always add value to the people that we are coming in contact with. Even if it's just a conversation in the grocery store or, you know, with a family member, when we're talking to our children, we're talking to our spouse or significant other, are rather our words adding anything valuable to that conversation. If not, we should not be saying them because we will have to explain to God why we said what we did. 
And once we get in front of the Lord, there is no way that we're going to be able to explain away anything to his satisfaction. So if we've been practicing uh, idle words and saying things that we shouldn't and and uh, talking, kind of flipping off at the mouth, let's stop doing that with the help of the Lord and get our accounts in order now so that when we go to see Jesus, we'll have less to give an account for. Amen. All right. Amen. All right. Number four, we're at number four and we're going back to the book of Proverbs. So go to Proverbs chapter 12, verse number 18. There is they that speak like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. And what this says very simply, BCU family, is that our words can either cut someone up or they can heal. Now, (laughs) I I know of a few people that like to say things like, well, I have to tell the truth and I've got to speak my mind. I've just got to get this off my chest. And that's all understandable. And we're going to talk about uh, how to do that the way that God would want us to in just a little bit. But the point is, is that even if we have to uh, speak to someone or uh, have we're having a disagreement or a discussion about something, our words should never hurt anyone. They just should not. Now, I do realize that sometimes as we say things, as we're speaking the truth about certain things, the message may hurt. The words should not. Let me say that again. The message may hurt, but the words should not. Our words, even if we are correcting someone, should have healing with the correction. Amen. All right, BCU family, let's go to number five. So scripture number five, we are still in the book of Proverbs. Uh, Going up to Proverbs chapter 25, verse number 11. Now, I love this scripture. It's one of my favorites, and I don't use it often, but I have to make sure that I keep this in the front of mind. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. And I love this thought, BCU family, because when you think about that, that's that's beautiful. Think about golden apples and pictures of silver. Think about that contrast and how beautiful that must look. And our words should be just that beautiful. And yes, I realize that, you know, we, again, don't always get along or we may need to, uh, we may have some contention with someone or what have you. It doesn't mean that our words still can't be beautiful. You know, how different would our disagreements, uh, how would, how different would they be if we took the time to think about words that are going to be a blessing to those that are hearing us. And that actually brings us to our next scripture. And that's number six. We are going to go up to Ephesians chapter four, verse number 29. This is another favorite of mine. Uh, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace to the hearers. And I love this scripture, BCU family, because our words should instruct or improve someone. 
So rather than corrupt communication, things that come out to belittle the person, hit them below the belt, uh, to demean them or to make them feel badly, uh, when we have to uh, try to correct someone or instruct them, our words should be graceful. They should be edifying. Edifying is a way of building up someone. So what are we saying to build up that individual? And again, in doing so, um, going back to Proverbs 25 and 11, we can speak beautiful words to help instruct and to build someone up. All right, BCU family, we are now to verse number seven. Boy, that came up quickly. And again, this is another favorite scripture of mine uh, in the book of James chapter one, verses 19 and 20. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. So before we open up our mouths to say anything, before we open up our mouths and get or respond in an angry way, and let me not say that because the, the Bible here says wrath, and wrath is extremely angry. So before we get extremely angry and start to spout off, we should listen prayerfully first. And I have to say to your BCU family that the Lord really illuminated my mind uh, in the scripture uh, here in James where it says be swift to hear because not only should we be swift to hear the person that is speaking at the moment and explaining or, or whatever it is that's on their mind, we should also be swift to hear what God is telling us and God is not going to give us words that are going to hurt the individual that's going to go below the belt or again, to belittle or to demean that person. God never, ever gives us those types of words. Never, ever. If we listen to what he's saying, he's going to give us words to edify, to instruct the person, words that are beautiful, words that aren't a sword, words that are not idle, and words that will speak life. So the Lord will do that if we listen to what it is that he's saying. Uh, very often when there is a situation, we will get... Uh, angry. And rather than listening, we want to justify ourselves. We want to prove our point. We want to let the person know that, you know, we're in control or we're in charge or I'm right or whatever the motive is. And that's flesh and not the spirit. And, you know, Galatians uh, chapter five warns us that we are to walk in the spirit versus the flesh when it comes to everything. And that includes, of course, our conversation. So we really want to remain prayerful before we say anything so that God is pleased and honored in our speech. Amen. Amen. Now, BCU family, I have to admit to you all that I intended for this post slash podcast to go in a one way and the Lord took it in a totally different direction. I had something else that I had planned to talk about around words, but God had me to do this. And I have to tell you all that it blessed me to do a deeper dive into what it is that we say, because communication is, is what we do. And it is with, with everything that I see going on uh, in our nation and in our world and with social media and, and what people say, whether it's verbal, whether it's written, whether it's posted, uh, there 
really needs to be a difference between uh, the world and the people of God. And there should be a line of demarcation or separation so that people know who we are by our speech. Uh, I think about Peter and how he was with Jesus so much. Um, And you all might remember in the scriptures where Peter was called out (laughs) and he said that he denied that he knew Jesus. And, And one of the folks said, you know what? You sound like him. You know, we can tell you've been with him. You sound like him. And that's the way that we should be. We should sound like Jesus because we are with him uh, all the time. And for those of us that have the Holy Ghost down on the inside, you know, that should come out. So that's the way that we should be with God's help. So um, with that BCU family, let's really take this subject to the Lord and take to heart what he's saying about our speech so that when we stand before him, that he can still say to us, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. And if we can get our mouths under some control, and James chapter three talks about that, that no man can tame the tongue, but the Holy Spirit can. If we allow the Lord to tame our tongues and to make sure that we're speaking so that God is pleased, uh, we'll see him and we'll see him in peace. And I know I want to be able to see him in peace and to be able to enter into um, heaven without any issue whatsoever. So God takes this seriously, BCU family. So if he takes it seriously, we should too. Amen. Amen. So BCU family, this is a really heavy topic. Um, I I have to tell you all that it, it is, and it's an area where I really have to pay very close attention and be intentional about what it is I'm going to say. So I'm curious to know what you think about words and their weight. Are idle words maybe a struggle? Uh, Telling people a thing or two because you just have to say it? Or maybe you've gotten a victory when it comes to your conversation. So whatever your thought process are, whatever you are, if you are not already on the BlendCouragesYou.com site, please make your way here. Go down to that comment section and let's continue our conversation. Well, BCU family, it is about time for me to wrap up. I want to thank you all so very much for tuning in today. It is always my extreme pleasure to be your podcast hostess. And as we sign off, I'm looking forward to our next time together. Until then, may our amazing God continue to bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you peace as you... Stay on the walk.